a cloud burst at Lona Glacial Lake caused a flash flood in the Tista River, flooding towns on October 4. The flood damaged the Chungthang Dam, a crucial component of the Tista 3 hydropower project in Sikkim, affecting West Bengal and Bangladesh. Hi and welcome to the BL podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguly. Maharaj Krishnan Pandit, Distinguished Professor, National University of Singapore, Dean, Jindal School of Environment and Sustainability, OP Jindal Global University, joins me today to talk about the reasons behind the Sikkim disaster and how it can be prevented in the future. Interestingly, Pandit had previously warned of this disaster in 2007-8 and again in 2017. Tuning to hear his insights on the matter. Hi Raj, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So Raj, you have been closely working on Sikkim. You even wrote a book in 2017 where you warned about the Sikkim floods. Could you shed some light on that? Well, of course, uh, uh, indeed, uh, there was uh, there was my book, uh, which is called Life in the Himalaya: An Ecosystem at Risk. was published by Harvard University Press that work I did at Harvard while I was at Harvard University but prior to that let me take you back to 2002 between 2002 and 2008 we conducted a multi institutional study on the carrying capacity of Tista basin uh, particularly in Sikkim and we sort of uh, told them do's and do nots very very clearly uh, because uh, this uh, this particular project research project was funded by ministry of environment and forests and uh, all the ma- major institutions indian institutions like iit delhi and uh, institute of economic growth and others uh, they they were north bengal university local salmali center as i told you Uh, for ornithology they were part of uh, the study and we gave a comprehensive 7 uh, 8 volume document to the ministry uh, land air water social social economy history uh, geology land agriculture and what you have what was the finding of the study yes well let let me let me read to you one sentence uh, this is on page 166 uh, of uh, of of the report which is called which was because naturally people people would not read thousands of pages so uh, we then uh, created what is called a summary and recommendations about 230 odd pages of summary and recommendations where we uh, summarized all our findings uh, uh, of all the volumes now there is on page 166 there is this highlighted four lines which say there is little scope for having dams or large scale developmental projects around and about chungthang in north sikkim whatever developmental activity is undertaken it is most suited to areas below chungthang then i then i go on to say that that if you have uh, dams in this area because this area is geologically vulnerable uh, because this was a mostly a glaciated valley sometime sometime back and therefore all the the rock is not so solid 
there is a lot of overburden. Overburden would mean an unconsolidated mass of debris, which you know, which with a, with more rains and with a little bit of you know uh, trigger, whatever trigger that that could be road building. Those could be minor earthquakes. So they will come down like a like a pack of cards, and that is exactly even in even in the you know forward which was just about half a page where i had suggested that any activity around and about chungtong would have serious geological backlash uh, there was a warning and of course uh, then i concretized it 2017 because uh, and in 2013 when this uh, when when the kedarnath tragedy happened at that point of time, there was January, there was a science uh, paper I had written on dams in the Himalaya, which which attracted a lot of attention. And and uh, at that point of time also, then subsequently I wrote another paper in um, in Nature where I had suggested that, that they have to be very, very careful, you know, with handling of uh, Himalaya vis-a-vis -vis developmental projects, large-scale developmental projects. They were planning uh, two more dams. That's why this is called Tista Stage Three. So there was Tista Stage One and Tista Stage Two, exactly on Donakchu, through a kind of a tunnel which was we, we, through we, we, the 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 area that is drained by this. There are two small, you know, rivulets. One is called the Lonakchu, which which is which comes from Lonak Glacier, which has burst likely, and the Zemu Shu, which comes from the Zemu Glacier. So Zemu Chu is towards the right bank, uh, right bank, yes, and and the Lonakchu on the right. So they meet, and then they ultimately meet. Uh, then it goes into Zemu Chu, and ultimately Zemu Chu goes into Tista. Now at that point of time, they wanted to dam it. Uh, now. I that I fought to the nail and I told them nothing doing. You will not. Not only is this because you know, not many people would know that some of some of the only known biological species, plants particularly, uh, are known only from that valley, Lonak Valley and Zemuchu Valley. They are not, they were nowhere in the world, nowhere else in the world. Therefore, I told them this is a national wealth. So, and, and large number of these endemic plants are there. And of course, then I told them also that is highly glaciated valley. This is a loose kind of a moraine, which at the, you know, uh, uh, with, with, with an easy trigger, this will come down. About Lonakchu, also what, what we said was this. On page 34, we said, a moraine-dammed lake which has breached and closed subsequently in the past has, re has refilled once again with water and can breach again. Lonokcho in the northwest Sikkim is one such lake that has burst in the past. The study of recent aerial photographs and satellite images by us shows a very quick regaining of the lake water volume. At present, it is refilled again and with and poses a serious danger if it were to burst at any point of time. Yeah. 
Yes. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask was, you have already addressed it, but just to explain in layman's term, you mm. have mentioned that increasing the height of the Chungthang Dam would have been a disaster. What would have yeah. exactly happened? And if you have to summarize your fight, you said that you fought a lot all these years while you already highlighted that. But still, if you have to summarize that for us, for our viewers. You see, uh, 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 engineers, dam engineers, of course, they, they they have a reason that that if you have a higher dam, then you can get a better head. You can get more electricity at that point of time. They were you know, sort of uh, telling us that uh, we will have loss of power and if we bring down the dam significantly, then there will be loss of power. And so, but I was adamant, I said that I am the only concession I am, we are going to make. It, it was not between me and them. It was a whole lot of uh, scientific, uh, you know, uh, scientific institutions and 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 you know behind the, behind that study uh, but since i was the leader of the of the project and i i i did much of the talking and i did much of the writing but that that that's separate i told them that that the only you know um, concession which i might do is to agree because initially i had very clearly said in, in our phase one report no activity around chungthang nothing doing whatever you do do it below Chungthang. Even in the final report, we suggested that all activities, major developmental activities, civil engineering activities, large-scale development projects should be below Chungthang. But, uh, but, but since uh, uh, state was you know, fighting that, that this is the only economic resource they have where they can earn uh, some uh, exchequer for the state, uh, then we had to strike a balance or what is called Buddha's middle path. I said that, well, uh, the dam height will not increase. So they kept on saying, so the project got, the the report submission got delayed. So there was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But I said, nothing doing. Uh, we will not let the dam height. I had initially suggested it should not be more than 40 meters. Uh, but then, you know, uh, yeah. So, but I, so that's how I, well, it, it, it was in the sense, a kind of a technical kind of a fight. Now, imagine a situation that there was stage one, stage two, and stage one almost at the snout of the Lonak glacier. And then it would have compounded, it would have compounded the impact today. It would have really had had much more so that's why i said that the higher dam the higher the dam height more will be the water volume and one of the things which also we had suggested that there is a lot of sediment load at that at, at chungthang in that river therefore i'm sure i'm sure that the reservoir would have filled with a lot of sediment and therefore the water volume would have gone so therefore they would they, the engineers to, to have maximum optimal power, they, they would want the dam to be filled maximum. And when uh, they realized that uh, there is a barrage of water coming, so they had to open the gates. But ultimately, nothing helped. It just got washed away. Because both sides, if you know Chungthang's li little bit about Chungthang, both sides, the, the right bank still is, is okay. But the left bank, 
is 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 simply kind of a debris more it's very you know kind of thing uh, that is what I, I want to address that mm. i wouldn't put it uh, you know singularly to human failure uh, but like any other uh, national you know natural disaster uh, this human failure has a lot to do with it what for example were you know why were these sops that were told them do's and do nots you know preparedness what happened to the communication when there there's a standard communication which which is which has to be uh, you know fast effective authoritative responsible and authentic what happened to that uh, you know that that kind of uh, do's uh, of communication when a dam breaks because it can break naturally as well okay so what happened where were they why couldn't people evacuate i think the security forces or some a kind of a base where you know they, they were caught unawares isn't it so at that therefore this underpreparedness unpreparedness and also very importantly the hubris the hubris of both governance structures both politicians as well as the administrators so what's you know, the government doing now like for example i'm just quoting hindu here hmm. the hindu says an early warning system for glacial floods was due to have been installed in the indian himalayas last year but work on the project only began in september officials said unquote so i just want to understand how is the government reacting now and is the government at all prepared to face what will happen in the future uh well i i don't know because uh, every government has uh, has uh, their own way of looking at things even supreme court should have first of all said that have you done any carrying capacity study in the himalaya we have done it for yamuna we have done it for tista we have done it for ncr we have you know done it for other you know you know i think that that possibly they should they should have said that what was done before rather than reinventing the wheel every time india has to reinvent the wheel they don't look at what is lying in in our almiras so what's the first thing that the authorities should do now i have categorically mentioned even in my book that there has to be a an information network and now that with you know now that drones are available data must be there there must be data sharing communication network must be placed now communication is 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 you know it is so uh, easy and so inexpensive now that within one second they can transmit that if the dam has broken somewhere or has breached it will just take a phone call on a mobile to some some responsible individual so responsible individual has to make a call to another responsible individual evacuate 7 8 9 minutes same thing happened last year in um, uttarakhand rishi ganga and dholi ganga same where again some dams uh, came under some kind of a uh, flag similarly here so this is very simple the technology is simple its installation is simple it's not very expensive 
because going by the defensive expenditure which you have to do tomorrow in terms of response, unfortunately then national disaster management teams have to, unfortunately, which is saddening to say that have to see how many body bags we have done and that is colossal loss. Bit more about the technology that you are talking about. Yeah. Yes, so, so what I'm saying that, that now the drones are available. Now satellite imagery is all, all real time are available. They can keep on monitoring. I, I have mentioned in my papers also in my book also. And now the second one, uh, there is there is another there is another glacier uh, which is called Shakocho Glacier Lake. What, what I what I write in my book, the seriousness and the consequences of lake outburst floods in the Himalaya is illustrated by a study of Shakocho Glacier Lake in the Sikkim Himalaya. It breached this glacial lake could release 16 million cubic meters of water at an overwhelming rate of 7,000 cubic meters per second. Okay, this is a scientist called Vorni et al. So, so the only thing good scientists can do is to warn you. Let me do another prediction on this podcast, which is about earthquake. That is going to be the next big thing. Okay, and that if it strikes, then given the kind of structures, poor people living in those structures because they are not really good structures, we will have colossal loss of human lives by by allowing all kinds of shanty towns and and those kind of things. Okay, so. So, the, so there are enough studies, there are enough writings. I keep on writing, others keep on writing. Um, we wrote very clearly in case of Sikkim that the vol water volume of glaciers in the last 20 years has significantly increased. The main reason of course is global warming because warming would lead to, you know, glaciers melting and once the glacier melts the glacial lake will have more water now and most of these glaciers are dammed by loose moraine loose rubble okay it is not a concrete wall it's a loose rubble the moment the water volume will increase those moraines those, those kind of temporary bunds which are there they will breach and these breaches will create uh, downstream problems. It's not rocket science. It is simple science. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Uh, one thing, I don't know. Uh, one of the things which I had suggested, uh, which, you know, uh, Peter Raven and Kamala Baba in their, uh, in their preface to this book, which Life in the Himalaya, my book, you know, um, they suggested that every child of South Asia, Pakistan, Bhutan, Nepal, Bangladesh, India, every child should read this book. At one point of time, I had, you know, <clears throat> so my hope and my aim is that this deep science in that book or in my writings, that should get into civil society. And it is civil society that, that must be woken up they must know the, the kind of medium on which they have placed their houses. 
they have placed their structures, the vulnerability. I said three things, geological uh, vulnerability, ecological sensitive, ecological uh, fragility, and sociocultural sensitivity. So these are the three parameters of carrying capacity. So within these three parameters, so I wish that I had more time and more li life left, I would go to every school in the villages of Himalaya and tell these students that what, how Himalaya is, what is good for its, you know, as I say, peaceful Himalaya is safe Himalaya. It is unfortunately a kind of a very, very, you know, conflict-ridden Himalaya. And, and therefore, we want lesser activity there. On that note, Raj, thanks a lot for joining us. I hope things look better in the future. Let's see how things are. Thank you, Nabudita, for having me. Thanks a lot.